2: Guys, we've got a live roster of you tonight, but first we need to go over a trade as always. So, Scott, we'll start with you. 12-team Superflex PPR 1.75 tight end premium start 10. Sam Howell and Jalen Waddell or Bryce Young and Hollywood Brown? Go ahead, man. I think in this deal,
0: I'm probably going to take the Sam Howell and Jalen Waddle side only because I can do more with Jalen Waddle. I don't really care about the quarterbacks here. A lot of people will say you're selling a little low on Bryce Young, but go try to sell Bryce Young. There is really no such thing as selling low. It's selling them in a deal that you like. And I do think I have more live ammo on these Howl and Waddle side that I can move around with. If I don't like those two players, I could probably go and get a different receiver. Probably could go find a different quarterback. If I like a more stable quarterback, maybe someone like right. Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson, I could probably get, but I'm at the table with more assets with the Howl and Waddle side. So that one pretty easily for me here.
1: Same for you, Shane. I, I don't know if it's easy because it, it hurts a little bit, but I think I'd still make that deal. I, I've been someone that was trying to trade Bryce Young since Monday. We had our uh, Monday morning drive. Uh, join our Discord. Um, huh. Our Monday morning, morning drive, and we ended on talking about Bryce Young, and I had some ideas about. Oh, let me see if I could go move him, and those ideas were shot down in, in a uh, in a hurry in the real world. His 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 street value is very low right now.
2: It's like very,
1: very, very weak stepped on uh, value.
2: So I, I think I would take this deal. So you think you could get Dak Prescott straight up for Bryce young right now, Scott?
0: No, but I think that there's, if you're willing to move Bryce young, plus you could probably go get Dak Prescott. And I think if you put Sam Howe in the same trade, the person is actually more likely to be willing to take Sam how as much as you might say, Bryce Young has more quote unquote dynasty value than Sam Howe. That's debatable. Right. It feels like more people would be interested in pivoting to Sam Howe versus pivoting to Bryce Young. Bryce Young is more of a dynasty buy for people, but anybody that's enjoying the production of Dak is probably going, okay, can I get Sam Howe Plus? I mean, I I consume a lot of content, right? You can hear this discussion out there in the dynasty streets. Man, if you could pivot off of Dak Prescott during this hot streak and get Sam Howe Plus, keyword plus, there'd be people advocating to make that move. Can you pivot off of Deshaun Watson after a decent second half yesterday or Sunday and get Sam Howe Plus? Sam Howe is the perfect. He can help you win this year could get a bonus next year and anything after next year is just a bonus in among itself. So I think, right. I think it's just Bryce Young is harder to move right now. So if you get a deal where you can move him for something more flexible, there you go.
2: So this one right here, speaking of Jalen Waddle, <clears throat> excuse me, in our discord, Shane said, Hey, check your, uh, check your offer in HQ six. So Scott, let's get your thoughts on this one. It's, uh, I think this is pretty close to what the format is 12 team super flex ppr 0.1 point per carry so every rush attempt it's 0.1 and then rushing receiving first downs it's extra 0.5 bonus and it's start 10. so shane offered me i get Brees hall and jalen waddle and i give jamar chase and romeo dubs what do you think man and shane you said i'm in third or fourth place and you're where you're in fourth i'm in third and just so you know, I did go through
1: the rest of the league. First, I started with the losers. Um, um, and unfortunately, most of those losers don't have anything that's worth trading for. A couple of them do. I don't know if those losers watch the show or not, um, but I keep calling them losers. So hopefully not, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> I sent out a couple big offers and then I was like, let me go to someone that I know that actually might trade with me. So I went to beautiful, beautiful clay there, not softening you up or buttering you up in any way.
2: Scott, what do you think, man? Okay,
0: so I think it's a fair offer. I think it's probably the best type of offer that doesn't involve a bunch of picks or a bunch of just stuff that you're ever going to get for someone like Chase, right? Right. So my my question is going to be, I get the inclination that Clay is leading towards not doing this trade. Uh, Partially, is that because it is a start 10, Clay? Just hesitant to give up the best player in the deal in a start 10?
2: Yeah, that's part of it. And yeah, just the stink of running backs. <laughs> I, I have okay. to look at where my where my team is at on that. But just Brees Hall, there's there's no resale value. J- Jamar Chase will have resale value indefinitely for as long as we're doing this show. Um, but Jalen Waddle is a nice piece. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to take a look at that uh, that squad because, I mean, the PPC isn't that much. But yeah, I mean, if I think I can make a move that I would potentially do the the Brees Hall side. It's it's not quite there. It's still missing something. But
0: so what's interesting to me is that you say there's no resale value with Brees Hall. Now Brees Hall has been cold for the last month. That's fair. But he's still one of what three, two, three, four running backs that actually have value. Yeah. And yet Clay was within minute dismissed of the fact there's just no resale value. And if that doesn't speak to the way we're treating running backs, it almost feels like, and this goes back to our talk last week. And we did a mannequin chill about this. Clay and I, we did the news break last week about this. There really isn't cross positional trades that involve high end running back pieces, right? Right. If you're having to swap high end QBs or high end receivers and you have to, keywords, have to take back a high end running back, immediately you're turned off by that offer, Clay. Immediately you're going, man. Yep. Forty-five percent of the value I'm taking back here is in the form of a running back. And would that would this change if the name was Bijan or Jameer Gibbs?
2: Ooh, you know, Gibbs, Gibbs or Bijan, maybe a different story. Uh, I don't know. It's close to either of those guys, Shane.
1: I will say, um, no, I have Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and um, uh, this guy, Brees Hall. I will say that I've seen running backs move in this league. Uh, Just last week, uh, Bijan Robinson and Christian McCaffrey moved. Um, Now, that was also a trade that I was involved in, and they moved in the same trade, but hey. They moved. There is a market for running backs.
0: Well, let me ask this. Clay, would this trade change for you if it was Christian McCaffrey and Jalen Waddle for Jamar Chase?
2: That that's probably going the other way. That's probably going but the other Shane,
0: way. Shane, would you give up Christian McCaffrey and Jalen Waddle for Jamar Chase?
1: What's what does he mean going the other way? I don't understand. <laughs>
2: I don't understand that. No, no, me, meaning that that's that that's regressing in terms of That's the, regressing. Yeah, of oh,
1: yeah. Um but yeah, I, I was going to say I was kind of hoping he was going to say yeah cuz I was just going to go all right, well let's resend that offer and go send it now.
2: Let me ask you this. Guys, um Bijan and Gibbs, what's the what's the delta? I mean, we obviously would trade all around them with with any plus on top, but where are you at there? I mean, Gibbs is Gibbs is hot man. Gibbs is hot. Bijan scored had a decent game. So where are you at? So Gibbs, um, I noted this in my, our, our
1: discord chat, join our patron um, (laughs) that Gibbs is exempt from my running back hatred. He he is exempt. I am exempting him from the hatred. Uh, I have, I think four or five shares left of him. Um, I will not be trying to move those. Um, Not today, at least let's see how I feel tomorrow, but I'm not trying to move them unless you're giving me straight up like AJ Brown. That's gotta be a big boy. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. Bijan, I will move Bijan and I have moved Bijan repeatedly and moved him last week for C D lamb.
0: So it sounds like for Clay, if this was Gibbs or Bijan, he would be more open to doing this deal. And then what would I be the so. what would be the equivalent of the piece coming back? Because I'm sure you're not getting that as a two for one. Would you add in yeah, something better it, than be, Romeo be. Dobbs? Would you add in like a late first?
2: Nah. Kay. Nah. Yeah. Well, I'd have to look more at uh, more at our rosters and what whatnot, whatnot. Okay. So Ray's going to be popping on here soon and we're going to do a live roster review. It's going to be awesome. We had a, a subscriber, a now friend tribe member sign up for a Heisman review. So Ray G is going to hop on with Shane and Scott <laughs> or as a crowd. So I will, uh, I will be bouncing. So this one I'll pull up Cassius Carter. I've been called Cassius clay before, which is kind of cool. If you're looking to m- move T law, Go to the A-Rich owner is what he says. What are your thoughts on that right there? I thought that was interesting.
0: Shane, are you moving Anthony Richardson right now for Trevor Lawrence?
2: No, no, I'm not.
1: But his points taken, it, say I have A Rich and I've been scraping by with some variation of I don't even want to say Josh Jobs, Baker Mayfield. Let's let's just get Tyler Bad. If yes, you got those, you've been smashing by yeah,
0: those two. You're benching Trevor
2: Lawrence. <laughs> yeah.
1: But say I'm getting by with like, you know, Tyler Badge and, and dudes like that, and I have a rich and someone's offering me T Law, I'd be more apt to think about it. Now, personally, I'm out on T Law, so I wouldn't do that, but I can understand if someone did.
2: So let's put this one up here from Geist then. If you're done with T Law, what's the lowest QB plus you'll tear down to?
0: I'm going to abstain from this one because I'm not out on T-Law. I just think it's fair to kind of move him down to the bottom of the second tier. And if you're putting Dak and Watson and those guys really close to him, just forgiving the fact that he's younger, he's still on a rookie deal, he has more job security than those guys probably do, that's really the only difference. Really, he's never outscored either of those guys in his career. So it's hard to say, yeah, he's going to – Take a twenty percent bump and outproduce them as he gets older. I think it's probably fair to say that may not happen, but I'll let Shane answer this one because I know he's when he's out on a guy, it is (laughs) yeah, yeah. it is holy (laughs) shit. Shane did that trade. They'll
2: overpay to get rid of the. It's a get rid Um, of hair. And I feel like
1: we're underselling his hair. His hair is incredible. That was that's worth a third. There is no reason for that. I redact that and I I I apologize for mentioning his Mm -hmm. hair. Um. I did last week. I did T Law and a second for Brock Purdy in a first. Um, me and Clay did a trade that involved Sam Howell, T Law, and some other stuff. I don't even remember what the other stuff two, was. Two
2: seconds and a an uh, Addison and a late first on my end. So no, that, there you go. That works well.
1: So there you go. Uh, uh, if I can get Purdy and do the pick swap first to a second all day if i could do Deshaun Watson in a pick swap doing it if i could do dak prescott in a pick swap oh my goodness am i doing it um without a doubt uh t is to the point where I, I think if i could add a 25 first and a 26 first the t-law to get cj Stroud, i'd be trying that right
2: now you, you would do that you would huh? tack two first on to uh if the first one is in 25 you, you tack two yeah. on the t-law yeah. to get Stroud, huh wow yeah
1: well the 26 one since it's pushed back you know two years even though it's really three years but you know what i mean two years till it has extreme value i'm okay with that because i know
2: i'll get it back so would you give up then a mid 24 first projected mid and t law for cj stroud yes what about what about you on that one scott i know it's not a yes no answer with you but what are your thoughts i mean it sounds like that's kind of the conversion for shane
0: that's probably the price to move up to the top of that same tier if you even have T law in the tier, which Shane obviously doesn't. I think it's just dependent on you gotta know your market of picks. There's some leagues where Shane's even answered some questions tonight. Yep, I know that league. I can move the player. You even said it in the the trade offer we were talking between you and Shane Clay is what what can I potentially do with the piece that I'm getting? You're not even looking at that as that's one trade. That is I'm now sitting on a mid first. Okay, would I rather have T Law or uh, Stroud over T Law right now? Yes, but I've now substituted T Law into my lineup for Stroud. But now I'm sitting on a 106 or 107 next year. What can I do with that in my league? Some leagues you can just turn around and trade that pick plus something else and get another asset. Where if I inserted Garrett Wilson in T Law in a deal, Shane would take that for CJ Stroud. But because it's not that it's just a random first, you know, what can you do with that pick? That's got to be the determination whether you do a two for one like that.
2: Right. Okay. I'm going to send out this, uh, shoot another invite over to Ray here. Um, Shane, talk about something.
1: Oh, (laughs) um, so I did start a couple questions. Here's one. This isn't a question, but I like when people say nice things about us. You three are the real trinity of dynasty. And if you don't know what that refers to, that refers to the Trinity score on DestinationDevy.com. Join the site now. I would suggest joining at the D5 tier because that's the combo tier with us. And it is awesomest. Um, that's yes,
2: here. Let's go ahead and start moving Whoa. over to uh keep talking. Brett, I'm going to go ahead Brett, and move the screen though.
1: Brett Kane, Will Levis, back to baking soda street value. Yeah, it's funny how quickly that happened. You know what? It's, it's, you throw four touchdowns one week and you're everybody's favorite, and then you don't right. throw a touchdown the next two weeks, and all of a sudden no one likes you.
2: This is true. Okay, let's uh let's go back to the comments here. I'll help out while we're waiting for uh for Ray. I, uh, I'm not sure exactly where I sent him the. <laughs> oh, this is this is Scott pulling up uh, pulling up the tool. Okay, cool. So I'll I'll
1: just bring this up. Uh, DJ Kenneth two four two says, "What would you be willing to give up for Gibbs?" Uh, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I'm willing to hold on to the shares that I have, but I'm not going to pay the freight to get him on my roster if he's not already there. I don't know how you two feel about
2: that. Would you give up a? a late a playoff 24 first and that 25 first for Gibbs are uh, I, I, stock I, format Superflex 12 team start 10.
0: if I need a running back and it's a very specific move
2: otherwise
0: I, I just actually went through some of my teams before this past week and just realized how bad they are at running back and just how little you actually need them are there there are teams I wish I had more Christian McCaffrey on, or there are teams I wish I had. I have a ton of Gibbs. I think he was my highest rostered rookie. So like I don't have a problem with getting the Gibbs to the point where I'd probably sell some Gibbs. But there's some other leagues where I'm like, man, I could use a better running back, but you just you don't need them. You just simply do not need them. Especially when you're talking to a lot of the leagues that we play in that are start eleven, start twelve. You do not need them. Start start nine, ten teams, start nine. Okay, you probably have to have a hammer somewhere. But other than that, you just you just don't need him. So I I don't feel like I need to pay. Can I pay 20% of the price on Gibbs and get Keaton Mitchell and just start him? Yep. Someone asked a question earlier in the Discord and we don't have it pulled up, but asked about what do I do with Keaton Mitchell going forward? You know, he's a guy averaging like seven touches a game, 10 opportunities a game. What do I do with Keaton Mitchell going forward? Yep. And my what was my next question? I don't, I don't know if Shane remembers this. My next question is. The team was contending. Who have you been starting? And I believe the answers were Najee Harris and somebody else that you were like Najee and trying to think who the other one was, but it was like, so you've been starting guys like Najee every week, Derek Henry. That was the other one. It's Najee and Derek Henry. We've been starting Najee and Derrick Henry, and we're wondering what to do with Keaton Mitchell. And if you have (laughs) Keaton Mitchell, you should just be putting them in. Right, instead of jamming that Najee and Derrick Henry in there over and over and over, no. And the question was, well, no one will buy Najee or Derrick Henry. And it, the yeah. answer to my answer was because you're probably trying to charge too much.
2: Those guys ain't <laughs> worth the first,
0: right? You know, Derrick Henry's a guy you just dump. Take a second for him and start Keaton Mitchell instead of holding out, going, let me wait till Derrick Henry and I see Ray And this. Derrick Henry goes yeah, out man. and scores 23 this week, Ray, are you getting a first for him then? <sighs>
2: No. <laughs> 20, no, he, 27 no. on the spreadsheet he, he, he could he, go
1: out there and score 83 this week and you're not getting a first for him. you're not getting correct. a first for derrick henry since i was in a happily
3: but uh, people happy want first. that though that that's, oh, yeah. that's what they yeah. want though they, they're they gonna want a first right like they're gonna want that oh it's derrick henry just no. smashed
2: right but, ray but what's up you man kick
0: yourself you kick yourself when sorry to interrupt ray's introduction you're you good. kick yourself when derrick henry scores eight you go, damn, that Keaton Mitchell on my bench. I just couldn't start him over mm-hmm. Derrick Henry. you know. And he outscores him four straight weeks. And then finally you put him in, and that's when Derrick Henry will smash. And then you're pissed. You traded him away. It's a cycle
1: that you become Vicious. victimized
0: with when you do not liquidate those running backs. Hi, Ray. I just,
1: I just want to say I feel attacked by Ray <laughs> wearing a cowboy hat. I feel like this is
2: personal. The, it was him me. on Wake Up the other morning, too. It's <laughs> awesome, man. It's, it, it's Ray is man. him.
3: <laughs> hey real we'll, will talk though. i'm not echoing right i got like these new speaker things so i'm just making i'm not echoing or bad feedback okay you,
2: you were at good. first for me but you sound good right now um okay. so so yeah ray tonight we have uh we have a heisman review uncle rico signed up for a heisman review we really appreciate that helps the channel so what you get as part of that is ray g comes and joins us thank you sir ray scott and shane are gonna do a review of this roster and uh and make sure you shout out you know who that row asked to so shane's on that shane Shane checked out the notes so guys i'm kind of gonna bounce and ray i believe we have a promo to announce after this too so hang on listen if you're listening on replay we'll uh we'll announce a promo after this review all right guys i'm out Take Good
3: care, deal, Clay. Clay. See
2: you. Ya. See you, ya. See ya, Clay. Later, man. Full All
3: dis- right. Full disclosure, I have no clue what promo he's talking about, but I guess I'll figure it out after <laughs> this. I've completely forgotten. He's t- We talked about it, but I have no clue. I forgot.
0: All right, guys. T- you're, ready you're
2: for this you'll, remember, you'll remember. You just have to trust me that this is what you agreed to, okay? you be like, oh, that rings a bell. Okay, I'm gone again. All right.
1: Uh, Uncle Rico is in the chat. Uncle Rico, we're going to shout out some questions to you. Please make sure you answer. And not that everyone's not important to us, but if everyone could kind of let Uncle Rico answer without flooding the comments for a little bit, we'd appreciate that. Before we start, though, I do want to give a shout out to Jackie, who is Uncle Rico's significant other. Um, she supports his fantasy football obsession which is a good thing. You should support the things that your significant other enjoys. Uh, You shouldn't belittle them. So that's awesome of Jackie. She follows fantasy football. She doesn't follow any fantasy football, which is even better because she's still supportive, even though she probably doesn't even understand why Uncle Rico feels the way he does um, about this game. So that's really awesome of her.
0: Yeah, she's probably sitting here going, what on earth is this roster review? What what are we talking about here with the roster review? So we are we ready, Ray? They're saying you're a little muffled in the chat. Say something real quick. Ray, are you ready?
3: Yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, am I good? Just make sure I'm good. Do what do I sound good to y'all? You sound fine to me. I don't I don't hear any muffling. Shane, okay. do you hear any no, we're muffling moving around and stuff. I just want to make sure I sound good.
1: Sounds nope. good to me. And Uncle Rico Jackie is his fiance. So good luck with the uh, upcoming wedding, whenever
3: Thank that you. might be. You. I'm good. Yeah, let's get it, yeah. man. I'm excited. It's a good one, man.
0: Yeah. Put a ring on it. Congrats, Uncle Rico. Let's get into his roster review. So here's what we normally do, Ray. Shane and I normally knock these out together. I'll read through the format. I'll share the team up on Dynasty Daddy, and then I also have the War Tool up so we can take a look at the War Tool. I'm going to put the username in the chat for both of you if you want to pull it up on your own screen because sometimes it's difficult to see it on my screen. So... We're going to jump into it. So we're going to start by just going over the format. It's a 12-team Superflex PPR lineup league, 1.75 tight end premium. No other premiums, bonuses, or anything that we're aware of, and is a start 11. So 12-team, start 11, 1.75 premium. No other bells and whistles unless Rico wants to chime in with more on the chat if there's anything that we're missing with the format. Uh, It says 25 to 29 roster spots. I believe Dynasty Daddy will say how many it is. No, it doesn't say how many roster spots it is. Rico, chime in on how many total roster spots, but we know it's 25 to 29. And this league just started this year. So he's a contender, and he's already traded away his 2024 first and his 2025 first, as you can see. So he's traded away both future picks, and we're working in an active league. Picks do move around. And before we get into some of the biases, and obviously, Rico, you can chime in in the chat if there's any additional stuff that uh, didn't make the Google form. Uh, But we can get initial thoughts on the team. So, Shane, normally we get Shane's thoughts first, just the unfiltered 60 seconds. Shane, here's the team. Give us your analysis, real high level.
1: So just shooting through this, uh, I really hate that we have absolutely no flexibility giving up both of our future picks. Um, I feel a little better when I look at the, the quarterbacks, though. Joe Burrow and jo- Justin Herbert. That makes me feel a little kind of tingly inside. Uh, wide receivers. Unfortunately, Garrett Wilson isn't uh, having the year that we want because of uh, Zach Wilson. And we've got Brandon Ayuk. He's got a solid wide receiver core, right? No standouts. Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk. Not a lot of spike weeks there. He's got uh, TJ Hawkinson at tight end, who is uh, excellent for war. Um, which you can talk about later, <clears throat> and just coming off what 15 target games, so can't complain about that. Running backs, I, I don't like them, no one should. But if you have to have running backs, having Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, and Alvin Kamara, Ramondre Stevenson, not a bad running back room in PPR. All those dudes are pass catchers, I'm assuming. Uh, he got a couple of those dudes, probably pretty late, like Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift. So I really like the running back room. It's almost it. that's where his spike weeks are. Is Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara? If Alvin Kamara can get his usage back, so overall, I completely buy it. it's a contender. I feel like we need something as we go through this. We'll try to figure out what that something is. Uh, roster construction, real quick. Look at all those running backs. That's a beautiful thing. That's the way you build a build a build a roster right there.
0: Ray, impressions? Did you throw this one in the war tool? Any impressions on the, uh, the team I you see in not, front of I did I
3: wanted to kind of save those thoughts and uh, opinions for this. I did look at the roster, and just to answer your initial question, man, when I look at this roster, like gut reaction is I could work with this. Like I could work with this. I think that as a contender, definitely has some, some solid core pieces. But, you know, there's still some cats that I think that he can extract some value, make a couple of pivots, especially at receiver, be good. And the fact that the fact that you've got good names like TJ Hawkinson, Garrett Wilson, ayuk these are good names. These are, these are good names. And the psychology to do this, like I'm kind of writing down as we go sort of the cornerstone players that you have or good names that you probably can extract some value, get some capital and pivot to other production that's similar. But I like this Uh, initial thought is, yeah, this, this definitely the way you've constructed and I got to get my mind out of a best ball frame, but Running backs, man, you're cooking right there, all, all the way around. Receivers, you know, it could be a little better, but you got a, you got a dope tight end, two awesome quarterbacks, and even though you don't have your first, got multiple seconds in twenty four. You got three twenty five seconds. Like, I could work with this. Like, this is this is all right. This is all right, man.
0: Yeah, th- those are the first two things I look at. Obviously, I'm a roster construction savant, so I immediately look at the roster construction before I know anything else about the team. Does the person that submitted the roster have a clue how they're constructing? And I think for the most part, he has really good construction. He's probably got it at 95% of where I would want it. Uh, The only faux pas is maybe we have one extra receiver that we don't need, and we probably are carrying an extra tight end. I know it's 1.75, but I would also guess that bumps up the tight ends in the league probably more than what they should be meaning I'm probably benching two of my three tight ends every week still. Yep. Yet someone may be interested in one of my tight ends, specifically a guy like Michael Mayer. That would be one if if there's a trade ship that I could be affording to move here. That would be one of the first places I would look because I'm fine with Hawkinson, and then you know what? Shit goes south. I just throw in Kate Otten, and I spray and pray. Yeah. But I don't need to carry three because – I'm probably holding some extra value that like Ray calls it the ADV with Michael Mayer where he's sitting there but really doesn't have a purpose on this team. But otherwise, good construction. I don't like the flexibility like Shane said. This team is a a quarterback injury away from then having to you know eat it to go fix it late down the stretch. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but otherwise it's pretty good. So let me just go through some of the biases he mentions, and then uh, you guys can chime in further on the biases if there's anything that you see that you would immediately attack. Uh, he says the league overvalues wide receivers. Okay. So that first thing to know might be why he doesn't have a lot of awesome receivers, right? Because they're tougher right. to get. Uh, they have a bias towards fading running back. The, all the competing teams have sold or selling their draft capital. The rebuilders have already sold a lot of vets. Quarterbacks rarely, if ever, move in this league. So he'd say an edge he's able to exploit is that most teams do not value handcuff running backs at all, which has allowed him to collect them all. And they would rather roster a bunch of clogger receivers. And he put Sky Moore, DJ Chark, Darnell Mooney, but basically wasted spots that you'd never even want to start in a league like this. So that's a little about his league. So, Ray, I'll start with you. Then we'll go to Shane. Anything you immediately look at and say, You're trying to attack here without looking at the war, without knowing anything else about his trade partners, anything where you're like, man, there's a little inefficiency here. What stands out?
3: And if I got this straight, he said that his league overvalues wide receivers. So they, and I'm just going to assume they'll pay up for a good name, or if there's a, if there's a dope receiver out there, the price, the value of that receiver is pretty high. Um, my immediate thought, and and man, this, this pains me because I'm actually going to talk about this player um, in the Trinity Report episode uh, later this week, but Garrett Wilson, freaking awesome, man. Um, he's awesome, and what he's doing right now in spite of not having Aaron Rodgers is incredible, but you could find Garrett Wilson production this season, maybe take a dip back. I'd, I'd be interested to see what he could move Garrett Wilson for. Just not completely bow out of Wilson and get a first and and not replace it. But is there a way for him to move down a little bit, get maybe similar to consistent production, knowing that Wilson's going to have the other Wilson, acquire some capital to do something a little bit later. Y'all keep talking about the flexibility, but you know, Cortland Sutton, I really don't know what you can do with him. Um, Even if the league overvalues, maybe you can capitalize off of last night, maybe. Um, But by and large, ain't nobody buying into Sutton like that. So, the first player, like, immediate stick out to me. I'm not trying to move CMC. If I'm trying to win, I need Christian McCaffrey, right? Can I move Garrett? In the league doesn't value running back, So can I move Garrett Wilson? What What can I get for Garrett Wilson to help me right now and to give me some insulation and flexibility moving forward? Is there? Is that a Jordan Addison? Is that, you know, I don't want to throw too many names out there, but that's immediately where my, my brain goes is Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah, you know, that's interesting. So while Ray was talking about that, I'm just looking at KTC. Like, who can I get that produces similarity? similarly? I can't say the word. It doesn't matter. To Garrett Wilson and also get some capital back. And it's going to be a guy that I always bring up. um, Looking at the KTC rankings, way below him, him. Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's a dude. Like right now, I would if I could in this situation. If I could trade Garrett Wilson for Michael Pittman plus, again, I try the old okey doke. Here's my second. You give me back the first. So then I build in some capital, and I got a similar. I can't say the word a wide a receiver that's producing at a similar level. Right next year, next year's next year, whatever. But that's why I have the first. And for what it's worth, Pittman's one of only. Nine wide receivers only, one of nine wide receivers with a 30% target share, and that's something that's usually sticky year over year. The dude's a target hog, so I'm not worried about him in the future at all. Garrett Wilson could be an absolute monster in 2024, he could be an absolute monster at the end of this year when Aaron Rodgers comes back, you know what I mean? But we don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to play, and you see how fickle that is when he's running out there with Garrett Wilson, his target, or excuse me, with Zach Wilson, target share still elite but he just can't get the production because the quality of the the targets just aren't there.
0: So a couple things that he asks. So he asks a couple specific questions at the bottom of his review on what he wants us to focus on. He already mentioned roster construction. He used his 24 and 25 picks to acquire Garrett Wilson and TJ Hawkinson. So they've probably gotten him close to where he is right now. He's six and four. He's pretty much top three across the board everywhere in Dynasty Daddy. He still has the fifth most draft capital if you count the extra seconds that he's bought into. If you notice, he has an extra second next year, two extra seconds in 25. So he doesn't have the first, but in a start 11, the seconds still hold a little weight. You know, someone will give you points for those seconds if you ever want to use those. Uh, The second thing he wants to know is regarding his... Running backs right now. He doesn't have a lot of long-term assets at running back. He talked about McCaffrey and Camara. He also mentions exactly what I had said, and I didn't read this part uh, until after I said it. But he said, with if Burrow or Herbert were to go down, he's now at the subject of the mercy of the league. Are Willie they going to trade him a filling quarterback? He's going to have to go overpay for a bad quarterback, right? But that's why he has those seconds. You know, this might be a team where. Can you go trade for a third QB down the stretch and try to get somebody a little cheaper? Or maybe you wait. It just depends. If we have a trade deadline, that matters too because you don't want to pass the trade deadline, be without one of those QBs. There goes your ship chances if you only have one quarterback, most likely. So he mentioned that. Does he buy a third QB? And then he also is kind of getting a little bit greedy, saying is there a way to kind of maximize his future while still, and this is what I talk about all the time, Ray, is maximizing the future but at the same time, not really losing his margins in terms of whether he can win this year. And my first thought there was, can he move a couple running backs? Could he get away with sliding a Algier or Gus Edwards in for a Swift or Remandre and give away some of the quote-unquote value that those guys may hold that all the backups that he has? Hell, Ty Chandler's a guy you can probably start this week. Does he consider maybe moving one of those running backs just for more flexibility or for a third quarterback? So those were his concerns on what he wants us to focus on. So any thoughts on any of those comments, Shane, right?
1: The, the only issue with selling the running backs, you know, I'm hundred percent on board. You know, my feelings about running backs and in this situation, yes, I, I'd like to move those, but I don't know what the return is. He's going to get on them. Um, the return could, is flexibility of not yeah, yeah.
0: having too many that you can't start. Meaning right now he's probably yeah, sure. not starting Tyler Algier, Gus Edwards, or Ty Chandler.
2: And, and he's he just kind of late.
0: holding... Right. He's, he's trying to start all four running backs, I'm betting. I'm betting. I bet he's jamming in Swift, Kamara, Ramondre, and McCaffrey in all oh, four I, spots every week.
3: Ramondre definitely get. And I guess I have to remember, man, I, I play in so many leagues, and I just feel like nobody's going to want those guys. So I just pivot to Garrett Wilson, like somebody that I know people in your league will want. You told me they value the receiver. They overvalue the position. I hear what you paid to get Wilson and Hawkinson. I guess I I guess I'm too naive in thinking that like nobody really wants Algier, especially after last week. Does does anybody really want Ramondre? But maybe. And well, I'd if, say Yeah, Ramondre. I would do that before I'd move Garrett Wilson. Like if I could move one of those guys, I would do that before Wilson for sure.
1: See, I'm not opposed to moving Garrett Wilson like we were talking about and getting a pick and a wide receiver back and then also trading, like Scott's saying, three of these running backs. Cause yeah, you're right. You could even if it's not Ramondre, okay, you want Alvin Kamara. Um, the production is going to be similar. Romandre is getting most of the work there down in that, uh, horrible place Dallas. Um, obviously if I could move Christian McCaffrey, but you're I don't know that you'll get the return. Obviously I'm going to look at it. I was looking at a couple of the bad teams just to see if they have quarterbacks that we could steal from them. Unfortunately I looked at the two worst teams. Um, Jordan love is about the best QB three I saw on the one that now, if I could get him for, if dude was silly enough to give me him for Deandre Swift and a third, I at I, something that I would try. Um, also there's no trade deadline.
0: Well, the trade, the no trade deadline is huge because my right. thoughts were, it is even about anybody wanting Deandre Swift or Ramondre. It is about, I don't want them if I'm not using them. Mm-hmm. Anything is better for him. So, I mean, do I want to sell those guys? Yeah, but, I also am not going to get greedy and say, you know what, I'd sell Ramondre for a second. Give me a second and a third. Give me a second mm-hmm. and the worst quarterback just in case I needed one. You know what I mean? That The idea is you don't want to hold all those running backs waiting for a price that you're never going to get if the league doesn't value them. You know, you'd rather go down swinging with getting something out of Gus Edwards, Tyler Algier, those types when you have to play them versus they're just on your bench. Those guys are never going to have any value ever. You know what I mean? So it's taking advantage of the fact that somebody now may trade. Someone may give you a 25 first for DeAndre Swift. You don't want to trade him. You'd rather trade Gus Edwards, but they'll give you nothing for Gus Edwards. You may be able to get a 25 first for Swift and I don't know, throw in a third. And you're just banking that for the future because you're just going, I can just fill in Algier or... Gus Edwards or Ty Chandler. And I'm just betting that the margin of what I'm going to be able to win with is not that much lower when I go from Swift to one of the guys that has zero value. So that was my that was my initial thought on moving the running backs. It's not about getting a premium because you're never going right.
1: to. No, and I, and I don't expect a premium. So just real quick, Ray had already answered him in the comments, but Uncle Rico asked a question and we'll just bring it up because we got the ability to do that. Ray, it's great that you mentioned Wilson. I don't know why I'm reading like that. What do you guys think about moving – Garrett and a mid second for CD to put me in the driver's seat for the ship. Um, absolutely smash that. If that is on the table, like you should stop watching this, go hit accept and then come back and tell us that you made that trade. Yes.
3: Yes. And that's why I was just like, we'll bring this up because I'm the, I didn't know what y'all were going to say, but I was like, I'm doing that. If, if that's all it's going to cost me, then absolutely. Yes. Go make that deal. And what, uh, what, what team I'm pulling him up myself on the war machine, which, uh, which league is it? He's he's got a million of them in here. Which league is it?
0: It is the one. It's at the very bottom, and it is the perfect twelve-man dynasty
3: got league. Got it. And, and Ray, he, I,
0: when you get it pulled up, yeah. I want to see if you caught if you caught something that I caught.
3: Right, and I'm, I'm gonna put on, your. It's is running his thing right now. He's doing his thing. But here's my thing, y'all. Y'all keep saying that his league undervalues running back, and that's that's why I'm like, you're not. Is he actually gonna get that for? A player like Swift, he said they fade running backs. So the league doesn't value it. So a first for Swift seems quite high. But again, maybe I'm like overvaluing that piece of information.
1: No, no. I mean, most leagues that don't value – look, we know the leagues that me and Scott typically playing together. We don't value running backs. I, I did somehow see Swift go for a first in one of the leagues, one of our listener leagues. Um, neither of us are involved in that trade literally last week, which just blew my mind. Um, but generally, if a league fades running backs, they're not going to give you, like I was saying, they're not going to give you a premium for someone like that.
0: Well, you may have to add. That's the thing is, again, the idea of trading a guy like Swift or Camara is not to get a good return. It is to get a return. A return that gives me more flexibility versus, hey, I didn't win the ship this year. Now I got all these running backs in the off season.
2: You're just oh, going to run it
0: back with the same four running backs next year. That's probably not going to work.
3: So, real I quick on you. the war, right?
0: Oh Sorry. man. Um, <laughs> uh,
3: I, I mean, and this is my first time looking at it. If yes, I I, I love me some Garrett Wilson. Love him. I, I if you could move him for Ceedee Lamb in a second, I mean. Hell, he asked for a third back in there, too, because he just can't do it without that third. I'd throw it in there. I mean, it is a um, it's very obvious what range Wilson is in re- respect to the true difference maker, at least at that position.
0: I like this one in here, too. Cole World said he threw Swift and a bunch of shit and got Amari Cooper in a 25 first.
3: Like I'd rather that. have
0: Amari on this roster. Well, I take away the first. I'd rather have Amari on this roster than oh, Swift yeah. and a couple of late picks. Yeah, right?
1: Sir. Yeah. yeah, so so if we're going to be trying to move running backs, which it seems like we're, 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 we're definitely in the mood for doing it, we got to get the wide receivers that don't have the sexy names but put up the sexy stats. My dude Deontay Johnson, Amari Cooper, even though Marquise uh, Brown didn't have a great game last week and, in fact, had a terrible game, wide receivers like that. And then I'd have to hit up the Trinity score to see who else um, I'd be looking to buy this week.
0: I mean, he's got Justin Herbert. Is this a Keenan Allen team?
3: If yeah, somebody said Keenan Allen,
1: every team's yeah. a Keenan Allen team if you're that, competing. That so
0: assumes can, you can pull him off of a team that has him, though. That's the problem with a lot okay. of Keenan Allen teams; they're already
1: on good teams. So, well, let me go look that up.
3: If if he's not, do you think you can get a plus on top of your Ke- for Keenan Allen for your Garrett Wilson? Like Keenan Allen and what for Garrett Wilson? That scares Shane. I know it. Does. No,
1: no, no, no. I'm sorry. So Keenan Allen's on a contender.
3: Okay. All right. I'll
1: say this. So, look, I don't want to get too cute by half here. If we can get CD Lamb, let's just focus on it. <laughs> yes. Let's not let's not get all googly eyed over other dudes. CD Lamb's the prettiest, one of the prettiest names out there right now, right? And he's smashing. He's wide receiver three, four in dynasty. I'm making that deal immediate.
0: Well, here's what I wanted to bring up, and I wanted to see if Ray caught this too. He mentioned something at the very beginning of his review. And you guys might have caught it, but I was reading through a lot of stuff. It was the fourth point that he made. QBs rarely move. Right? Doesn't sound Mm -hmm. like his league's probably had a trade where QB has been moved in a big deal. Mm -hmm. This war tells me he's holding a ton of value that he doesn't need in Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. They ain't Mm -hmm. helping you. Look at that war. I bet you go find Joe Burrow on this war chart, and it's somewhere down here. Even Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert's probably down in here. And look at these receivers up here. Look at even the higher end running backs, right? Look at McCaffrey all the way up here compared to how about some of these war, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Mm -hmm. right? Like this, this war with the QB scoring here tells me, do I like having Burrow and Herbert? Yeah. But this would be the format where if someone came to me and said, I'm giving you, I don't know who's one of these guys right here. Diggs, Lamb. Keenan Allen, Amon Ra, like look at the blue, how it outpaces the pink, Mm -hmm. the entire damn graph. So are we holding a little ADV in Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert? Would you be opposed to moving off of one of those guys for a down tier? If we can pick up another starter potentially given the war here that the QB scoring affairs to be pretty depressed here, Shane, what do you think about that? I know it's tough to move on an elite QB, but, this is the type of league where man, you get a top four or five receiver, they're out they're out
3: yeah. every quarterback. Before Shane answers, before Shane answers, because we literally just had this conversation last week in the Discord. Yep. Wind it back one second, Scott, and you've got two elite quarterbacks. Everything that we've been told of Dynasty of late is you trade up, you get two elite studs at quarterback, right? You shore up that super flex spot. But what you're suggesting is potentially moving off of one. And I think you're spot on hundred percent, right. Moving off of one of those elite quarterbacks. Why just break that down one more time for people who are listening back. Why are you suggesting something that sounds like crazy to do? Why the hell would you move Burrow or Herbert?
0: Well, one cheap plug, check out my recent article that just published today talking about this exact same thing, but it's a basic case of run the war in your league. Look at the quarterback scoring. It's clearly pretty depressed. Now, it doesn't mean the line shape is any different, but relative to the skill positions, especially receiver here, quarterbacks, it's just depressed scoring. And then the nature of how quarterbacks are scoring this year, it's flatter. So it's not only creating a lower line here on the graph, but it's also creating a flatter graph once you get outside of the elite quarterbacks, right? So right when you get into QB 4, all the way to QB 18-ish, it's pretty flat. Now, what's not flat is the dynasty value. What you're holding is dynasty value guys that are up in here, right? You're holding two top five, top six QBs. So part of you is saying, I don't want to give up a lot of flexibility by moving them. But in this scoring format, I would at least entertain it, barring because of his comment was quarterbacks don't move. So what happens when you put a quarterback up? You know, can, can you move off of Herbert or Burrow and just down tier? You don't even have to down tier to a real gross range, down tier to a DAC. See what you can get on top. Can you throw Burrow or Herbert and Swift for DAC and get a premier starter? You know, does the league value the quarterbacks? At least try it because right now you're holding your two most expensive assets in the form of two players that are very good. They're very insulated, but largely in this league, The reason Burrow and Herbert are so valuable is because you probably just don't have to mess with those spots for four or five years. You feel good. But I don't necessarily need to feel good in this format. I'm okay pivoting off of one of those if they're going to still value those guys as top 10 assets, right? If they're going to say, yeah, I value, I need AJ Brown in a first to give up Joe Burrow. All right, that's a deal in this format I'm exploring. If it's a six-point passing touchdown where this red line right here is way up here, right I'm riding the two Qbs because they're going to outscore every position just sheer points and I have the security of the value so that's how in the league you kind of determine how valuable the two elite Qbs are and it sounds like he doesn't know because he hasn't put that in you know to the test yet nobody's seen a big QB move Shane how you feeling are you uncomfortable doing that even with this scoring
1: no because well first of all I don't know that Joe Barrow and Justin Herbert are in my um Elite, elite tier. You already know who my elite dudes are. They're it's, it's, it's well, like Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. Well, they're not. They're not. The War says they're I, not. I, I know. I, I'm looking at the War. Yeah, I'm actually. I have it up right now. And the the wider, excuse me. The quarterbacks are pretty much below everyone. Um. So definitely, I'd be on board with making that. And again, one of the added benefits to that is, let's say we can make a Joe Burrow for. I'll just toss out a name there. No one's gonna like it. it Sam. Who Hall, has first? Who, who has Jamar year. Chase?
0: Shane. Who has Jamar Chase? Would they be interested in the
3: QB potentially?
1: Let's look. It it's up. always
0: good to go to that Chase manager and see hey, if they're
3: contending. See, yeah, say, see if you catch that stack. Yeah.
0: See what they got that maybe they could.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, that would him. be a contender. They've got. Ooh, they've got Kyler Murray, Chris Olave. I, just real quick, I got really horny. Real quick, thinking about trading Joe Burrow for uh, Kyler Murray and Chris Olave, both dudes that he, he probably could pull off. I, I, I wonder if he Who, could who's do his
3: that. other quarterbacks, the contenders? Who's who's the other contenders' quarterbacks?
1: Uh, he's got Jared Goff, Desmond Ritter, Tyler Heineke, and uh, Trey Lance. So mm. If we're gonna do it, I want it to be Kyler. Goff Kyle. to
3: Burrow doesn't make sense for the other side. If they're sharp, why? Why am I like? I'm good with golf? I don't need to pay up for Burrow. Is it a week too late, Ray, to do the Kyler to Burrow? Yeah, you should have done that. You could have done that two weeks ago. But, you know, who knows if he'd be where in the position he is. I think it's a week too late. Try it, though. I mean, never, count, never count somebody else's pockets, man. Right. Never, the same way that people are enthusiastic about Kyler Murray right now, there's another subset of Dynasty who's just equally as worried. Bad situation. You know, not a lot of weapons. I don't buy it. Like, there's still, there's still that side. So I would offer it. See if you can. Would you, would you hey. trade your Burrow off of this roster for Kyler Murray? And I don't think you can get too crazy. A, can you ask for a second? Hey, dude, try. How are I mean, that team's running back, Shane?
1: That team.
0: Can you kick him
3: back. a running back? Yeah. Can you kick a Alvin
0: Kamara? Can we swap us? Can I, we swap a Swift for an Alave and swap I, Kyler and? Well, that's
1: what I was going to say. I have
3: You're still. I feel like you're still going to. Well, don't don't count their pockets.
1: Right, right. I, I say you you start with the running back. Now the running back's really good on this squad at the top: Jameer Gibbs, a Chain, and then uh, Isaiah Pacheco, Jalen Warren. So he's got a couple guys. He's got yeah. two guys that are very good starters, and Pacheco and Warren. Right, even if the names ain't there. And then those two high-end dudes in a chain and Gibbs. I mean.
2: Yeah, sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say it wasn't on the Dynasty Daddy screen for us. At least I I didn't think it was. So now it is. So that's why I was popping on. As you were.
0: No, we had it on the war screen.
2: We were warring it up. Yeah, Yeah, it's just you were talking about his roster and war was up there and we couldn't see the roster. That's all all I'm saying. All right. So a couple couple highlights here, right? Yes.
1: We're going to go try to move. Joe Barrow, Justin Herbert, whichever, I don't really mm-hmm. care. And that the beautiful, beautiful thing about making a trade like that. Um, Scott's a genius, by the way. But the beautiful thing about that is that trade can be made to anyone in the league. Right. If I'm a contender, if I'm a rebuilder, it doesn't matter because, yes, mo- most people go, oh, it's a super flex. I, I, I really need to hammer these two quarterbacks. And I would just say if you're going to hammer super flex in a start 11, these aren't the two I would hammer. But that's besides the point. These are the two that you could, two dudes that I could definitely see moving. Get yourself some extra draft capital. I, if you could get Kyler for Joe Burrow in a second, good lord. Uh, he likes Burrow and Kyler for Alave. That I, I trade a, totally flies in KTC. That, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, that kind of hurts me inside to know that I sent an offer to deal on my head that KTC's on board with. Um, so maybe just for love my it. own comfort, add a third back. I mean, just send it, get the, yeah, there you go. Get this, get the conversation started. And this is the one thing I want to talk about um, just real quick. Be aggressive, send out the offers. you be the one that makes the moves. Like Scott said, quarterbacks don't move in your league. Well, has anyone tried to move them? You getting aggressive would send them Barrow, Herbert, whichever. I don't care. They're the same dude and getting Kyler and a back. I would, um, I'd go full, full staff before the show's over.
0: And I bet you, Ray, if we ran the historic war, we'd probably see Kyler right there with Herbert and Burrow right there, maybe even higher just because we know it's depressed QB scoring. So if you can extract, just think, I mean, he even says you can do it on KTC. I don't buy KTC because if I get that offer after just what happened with Kyler Sunday, I'm laughing you out of the, out of the building. If you send me that, but send it, if they decline kind of gauge, are they actually interested in that deal? If they tell you, F off, never talk to me again. I'm not moving Kyler. Okay, that's probably not going to be the manager. But if it's like, man, just not enough. I can't do it. That's when you add in an Algier, a second. Go to a Swift if you have to. You know what I mean? But the point would be, if he could pull that deal off, you're not working with Chris Alave, who is what? A liquid asset because everyone likes receivers, right? And you still have your Herbert and Kyler locked down. Now you got much more flexibility to do some of the other stuff we talked about earlier. So I think that's a... That's a gap. That's how you use the war tool to look at a league like this. You kind of find, okay, where is my league market? And he doesn't know because his league market hasn't seen a QB move. Where is my league market? Probably drinking the Kool-Aid on a position. And here with with what I saw with that war, it's probably QBs are overvalued unless we're talking Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, the guys at the very, very top. If we're talking QB 6, seven, eight, nine, all the way down to, 15 to 20 they're probably all very similar you're just holding some artificial dynasty value with guys like burrow and herbert because you just don't have to mess with them year to year but that's it they're not really giving you much of an advantage
3: so final thoughts we we gave them three different things which how would you guys prioritize it we talked about sending out some stuff to move up to cd lamb you know trading a receiver and something to go get cd lamb We Mm -hmm. talked about the quarterback down tier, right? We talked about that. And then um, I think another one was uh, moving a running back, trying to move off of one of the running backs. So, like, how would you approach first trying to get something done? Because it seems like he's already sent out one uh, for Kyler. But what about the tier up for CeeDee Lamb and then whatever the third one was? We gave him, like, three different things that we would do.
1: Yeah, just in the comments, I told Uncle Rico to go ahead and send both those offers because, I mean, I don't know. There's many better feelings than hitting one big-ass trade and then 15 seconds later hitting another one in the rest of your league. The rest of your league just dying inside. Like, you feel their souls break, and it's a beautiful thing. So, hopefully, you pull both those off. And just real quick, I, I wouldn't be opposed to moving someone like Ray was saying, like Sutton. Sutton coming off a, what we'll call a good game. I mean, he had a ton of targets, a ton of receptions. So what it was only for 13 yards. He still put up, you know, 20 fantasy points or whatever. He's had some games, but to me, if they overvalue wide receivers, that's definitely a dude. I'm looking to move.
0: I'll just say this. One thing I like about his team. He actually has some lowest common denominator receivers that I like. I can start Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk and Elijah Moore, and they're going to give me, Like, kind of the lowest end of receiver production that I'm willing to accept, but none of the three really have any dynasty value. So, where you get in trouble is when you're paying for a tier above them the Higgins, the Devontae Smith, and what are they giving you? The same production, right? So, he's already at the receiver range that I'm fine with. Sure. If someone will buy Cortland Sutton after a couple good games, then fine. But he's probably going to be like, damn, I can't get anything for Sutton or Elijah Moore or Christian Kirk that's worth what they are to my team right now. And his team is set up perfectly to just embrace that. You know what? You're starting two of those guys every week. You just are. Unless you can upgrade, those are not the guys you trade for a third. Like you just ride them out because they're really not worth ever anything more than what you're getting in the lineup. So and then the last thing I would say is don't be afraid to add a running back or a tight end into a deal to get it done. Michael Mayer, DeAndre Swift, Kendra Miller. I mean, doesn't matter. You're pulling from your excess. Wandale, Robinson, who cares? Throw them in. Seconds, thirds, get your deals done before uh, you know, you get to the playoffs and leave yourself just a little wiggle room.
2: Love it. Love it. Great review, guys. From my uh from my vantage point. Hopefully uh Uncle Rico got value out of that.
1: And Real quick, Uncle Rico. We'll, we tell everybody when we get reviews, but don't tell anyone else. Um, you can hit us up, we're on Discord, um, Twitter, we're still there sometimes on the X, um, especially if it's to tell us that you pulled off the deal. Um, because that would be very, very exciting for sure. Yeah,
3: and I just want to say one thing. Um, as the first one that I've been a part of, uh, with you guys, one thing that I always preach, and it seems like uncle Rico, you already sort of apply these things in your league is don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid to make a deal. I think so many times people are paralyzed to either embrace the fact that you've got a bad roster and you need to shed points and accumulate capital or that you've got a strong team and it's okay to push in to try to win. You know, that's, that's, you know, how many leagues Scott and Clay and Shane and I have been in and we've made a series of moves and some of them great. And some of them, you just look back and laugh, but the one thing you gain by doing this is you learn and you get comfortable sometimes being uncomfortable in a deal. And when you see that process come to fruition, there's nothing better to be like, damn, you know, I I didn't need that Kyle Pitts or Drake London or Garrett Wilson. And I still was able to pull this off. So never count somebody else's pockets and don't be afraid to make a deal. Don't, don't operate paralyzed. If you're out there scared to make a deal, stop playing dynasty. Just stop. So yeah. really enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed it.
2: Good stuff. Yeah, I love how you said, um, Scott, how uh, sorry, I just lost my audio there for a second. Not to uh, not to let Swift or somebody like that get in the way of getting a deal done. I've always found that tough. You're like, ah, do I want to throw in this extra second? Sometimes just get the deal done. You know, And I like the don't count everybody's pockets kind of thing. Ray, this was awesome. And the, the promo that I teased. Okay, that uh, <laughs> that I am reminding you of now is we, uh, we're we going to do a promo where if you sign up for the Destination 5 tier, so the Destination 5 tier is the combo tier between Dynasty Trades and 5 and Destination Devi. You go to DestinationDevi.com, check out the Destination 5 tier. If you sign up for that, and send a screenshot to Shane on X at Shane is the worst X slash Twitter. I can't do it. Send the screenshot to Shane saying you joins and, and we'll hook you up with a, uh, we'll hook you up with a roster viewer, a heavy discount. Ray will throw in some stuff on his end, sharpen his pencil, maybe access to the site for a, uh, for a month or something. So yeah. let's do that. All right. We'll hook you up, send a screenshot to Shane signing up for the destination five tier and we will take care of you. I'll throw in a hammer hat effort right i mean look at shane's hat doesn't everybody need that hat i need okay. ray's hat it's nice Somebody hat. needs shane's hat
1: and, and get, <laughs> get. don't forget the leggings and the slides i was telling scott my my, my ex-wife said that slides are kind of dope she was going to get them for the kids for christmas but i i got them first so they'll love me more but All right,
3: y'all still need me anymore it's, it's good i want to let y'all get back <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that, are y'all good?
2: We good? Oh, we're good. I mean, man. Appreciate you, right?
3: Appreciate y'all, yep. man. It's yeah, it's trays and fire you Y'all close it out, man. Y'all close it <laughs> out. Good, buddy. <laughs> Later you,
1: man. Dude.
2: Oh, that's awesome. All, All right.
1: Man. We're gonna open up them super chats. I did. Um, I did. So you want to throw some super chats down. We've got, you know, twenty-six minutes or so. Mean me and Clay might stay a little longer, maybe if you, you make it worth our while. But anyway
2: yeah yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see that was uh that was cool that was cool ray just put on love you all thanks for having me yeah that was awesome and shout out and thanks again to uh uncle rico and shout out to his fiance congratulations yes. okay so um so yeah we don't have a super that's popped in yet we'll we'll keep an eye out for it uh let's see did we put this one right up yet that's still starred because mm-hmm. you do recognize this before i yeah. start reading it we didn't read it yet yeah. okay cool so this is from a, it says, I've heard you guys talk about not wanting to make picks, but still try to get as many as possible in a total rebuild. What do you do with all the mid round to uh, second, third round picks from selling assets?
0: I think maybe he's taking it literally that we don't want to make picks because a lot of times when we're saying we don't want to make picks, it's, we would prefer to use the picks to buy production or war during the season, but in a case where you're essentially just liquidating everything, especially if you're trying to move your team to the bottom, stanking as the crowd likes to call it, (laughs) you're probably going to end up with a bunch of extra seconds and thirds and probably some fourths. And then you're going to get to the off season. And part of it is you got to take advantage of leaning into the uncomfortable feeling a little bit in the off season, because what's going to happen in the off season? Hey, oh man, I'm trying to sell. You're going to get the manager in your league that just he wants to sell Mike Evans in May Mm. wants to sell Mike Evans. And you're going to go, why the hell would I buy Mike Evans when we're four months away from the season starting? He's in his, what, 10th year at this point, 11th year at this point. And I have no incentive to buy him over any other 30, 31-year-old receiver that let me see if they can get to the midway point of the year. Then I'll buy when I know the market's never going to inflate to a point where I can't attain them. So you have an option there, especially if you've kind of just retooled for the year and you're willing to try to contend. Buy some of those guys, when their price. It's going to be uncomfortable. You may have to pay the mid-second, the early second to get one of those guys. And you're going to go, oh man, you know, he's never been more than an early second. Why would I pay that in June? But sometimes you make a couple of those moves. There goes a couple of your picks. The other thing is, We've seen where there are certain players that go in round two, round three, even round four of rookie drafts that you can make a profit on. And that's something we're going to have to do some more work on in the offseason in terms of who those players are. And I think a key hidden gem is probably going to be following sites like Keep Trade Cut just for how players are trending. I don't give a shit who the player is. I don't care what team they're on. I don't care what their draft capital is or their profile or anything. There's going to be certain players that if they're a sixth round pick, people won't like, and they will dismiss. But if this guy's a fifth round pick, man, that's the sleeper of the draft. And I hate to say, well, I want the sleeper of the draft, but who is the guy that if they do turn into something that could,
2: that could be resale, have resale value.
0: There's a sell window. And with the way things operate now, I mean, Ray and I have talked about this a ton, and this is something him and I plan on talking about a ton in the off season is the old ways of evaluating prospects. We've seen a lot of those narratives be broken over the last couple of years. A lot of the athletic testing, size of players, who gets early opportunity and who doesn't. Yeah, We've seen the running back position be almost entirely random with who gets opportunity to the point where it's almost not even worth your time to try to figure out, okay, what third round running back is going to start and which one isn't even going to get a touch. And sometimes you don't know until it's too late. So there is some merit, I think, in after a certain range, and maybe we call it after the first 15 or so picks in a Superflex draft, you almost just fade everything entirely except for the perception of the player, the potential yeah. market. And I, that's it. it. So that's how I'd, I would view those late picks. Am I going to waste a couple? Yes. Am I going to go, man, I can find the next Puka Nakua or I can find the next Isaiah Pacheco? And you're going to whiff more times than you're not. But I actually don't yeah. hate making those picks as long as I didn't acquire seconds and thirds with the idea I can pick players better than Shane. Mm-hmm. If, As long as that's not my premise, I have no problem collecting those picks and even wasting some of them trying yeah. to hit on some more flexible assets in the future. Because if they're a flexible asset, a player during the season that I'm willing to move, just as fluid as a draft pick.
2: It's, it's funny. I, I feel like with Dynasty... There's going to be two ways to get an edge, or at least these are my thoughts as of right now. One way is like the massive data heavy algorithm, like just data, 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 right? And then the other side is like the psychology aspect, the league economy, knowing the psychology, um, how the market reacts and playing that side of it. Don't you agree? It's either going to be data heavy or you got to be psych heavy because everybody is in that middle and there's plenty of content to keep them in the middle.
1: Here's the beautiful thing about players like Puka, like Damian Pierce, like Isaiah Pacheco, like it doesn't matter. Tank Dell, right? Those guys hit. But there's also like five guys that didn't that you could have sold for second round picks, future second round picks um, that you drafted in the third round. Because, yeah, we do like underdog stories and we do like players that come out of nowhere and a lot of people like feeling like they're the smartest dude in the room or gal and that they knew that this player was going to hit despite all available evidence right
2: andrew thank you for the super chat man appreciate it 12 team start 10 super flex what should i add to ken walker and addison for cd or jamar chase so let's take what would you add to KW and Addison for CD? Uh, to start ten,
1: uh, can I get away with just adding a first? You would
2: you would add a first, huh? Ken Walker a first and Addison for CD, mm-hmm. or Jamar, preferably Jamar. But yeah,
1: look, CD. I, I talked I talked about it maybe last week, whatever. CD has earned every bit of his, his top five wide receiver ranking. You know what I mean? It's not like it was entering the 2022 season where he was there by default. Came out in 2022, smashed, it's come out in 2023 and just had three straight games with what, 10 receptions and 150 yards. Um, he's that dude. So, yeah.
0: As Shane messes with this camera
1: and goes blurry.
0: I, I, know, I know. I didn't
1: touch it. It just does it on its own. It's like it's had enough.
0: <laughs> I was like Shane like faded away into the background, but Listen, and if you look at the actual war on a deal like this, you're going to say, I'd be pay whatever it takes to get the hammer. It's always a, oh. is that the best you can get? At, yeah. Shane would just throw a first, no problem, but he's probably already priced out the league and gone. Okay, what can I get for Ken Walker, Jordan Addison in a first? And he's arrived mm-hmm. on CD Lamer, Jamar Chase. So he just takes it. So it just comes down to what more can you do? That's why I'm a little more calculated probably. Yeah. But a lot of times that can be due to my detriment to where it's like, I'm too to calculated and I'm always trying to maximize every asset and it just doesn't always work like that.
2: Yep, Alex, thank you for the super chat, man. Name of my youngest boy. One of two, 12 team, 2QB, PPR, 1.5 for tight ends, start 10. It's a rebuild. Has CJ Stroud, Derek Carr, Orbs, also known as Zero RB, uh, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, and Firemouth. 624 first. And they are the 101, 102, 103, 107, locked up with two late ones, two 24 seconds and thirds, and then all the 25, 26 picks and a bunch of extra stuff. Two of two is looking to build out running back room with seconds and thirds, not first. Hypothetically, how would you all build out the rest of the team with these picks so that I'm competitive next season? Love the show, fellas. All right, so I'm going back to his roster here. Uh, he said it was a rebuild. It's a 2QB, 12-team, start 10.
0: So this is easy. He set up this roster beautifully. He's probably going to need to add more quote-unquote hammers. His tight end, he can dump the tight end and get another second or third or whatever. The tight end's pretty useless here. So if you can get extra picks for Friar do it. Don't care about him going forward. Same with Derek Carr. Don't care about him going forward. So I'm looking at this going, okay, you're going to need to rebuild probably a quarterback room outside of Stroud. You're going to need to get some more receivers, but I'm not sweating a running back room. If I have a bunch of seconds, a bunch of thirds, 25 picks, 26 picks, you're not telling me you can't patchwork together a running back room. You may have to splurge at some point next July. You decide to buy next year's Kamara that, you know, that's the, that's the one splurge move you make. And if it doesn't work, all right, you just punt another year, but the structure of your team isn't going to change. So I guess if he wants to commit to trying to really win next year and be more aggressive, fine. Not my style though. I I I will ride running backs out into the off with zero. We say zero RBs, like orbs, right? Teams that yeah. literally have. I have a couple teams right now, zero running backs. Not a single one. <laughs> out of we 32 30,
2: quarterbacks.
0: Right. I have a roster I'm thinking of right now. It's 32-man rosters. I have 17 quarterbacks and zero running backs. (laughs) And all I do is flip the quarterbacks when a guy gets injured. I I do not need a running back. I'll churn and burn the waiver wire. But more importantly, I will exploit the fact that other people are not going to want. They're going to want Christian McCaffrey next year. You know who they're not going to probably want? A.J. Dillon. Those types. Guys that are worthless.
2: So. Now, it doesn't mean yeah. I
0: want A.J. Dillon, but the form of who the next A.J. Dillon could be if he's on a better team or whatever, that's who I want next year. And I should be able to go buy him if I'm willing to give somebody a free 309 in the rookie draft. I can collect a running back room to get by, and I can build it in a couple months.
1: Yeah, yeah. you, you know what's crazy to me is that people still hate this running back approach, but go look at the running backs so that have put up running back one weeks this year. Like Kyron William was a bunch of them. Uh, Daryl Henderson at one week was Gus Edwards. Um, just a bunch of dudes like that. DeAndre Swift, all running backs that were mm-hmm. cheap to free. So, yeah, yeah, I have no concerns about adding a running back to the roster right now.
2: Yeah, when I was looking at that team, I was just looking at the quarterbacks and a 2QB, and that would be the first thing that I would address. That, that would be the first thing that would stress me out when I'd look at that roster. Last thing would be looking at running backs. Okay. I mean, Alex. luckily
0: he has the 101, 102, and 103. Exactly. So, I mean, exactly. with CJ Stroud, like in six months, you're gonna go, damn, I have the best QB room in the league, probably. So yeah, he's shot.
2: got he's got firepower to throw three firsts at like freaking Kyler if he wanted to, but definitely looking at that, uh looking at that position. Okay, so I'm going to turn super chats back off. We've got some others in the hopper here. Thank you very much. I'll read this one off. Joseph Adcock, thank you. One of two inbox offer. 12 team super flex start 10. Give Deshaun, Josh Dobbs, and Dio John get puka and two thirds rebuilding. Have Josh Allen and the 101 and three other 24 first. I get Deshaun as more valuable, but I don't need those extra pieces, and my other wide receivers are very scarce. What do you think here, guys? I don't like this, and I would not do this.
1: Um, one thing, uh, he did say it's a rebuild, right? Or am I making that up?
0: No, he's rebuilding. rebuilding. He has Josh Allen, the 101, okay. and three other firsts, and he's worried about his future receivers. Okay. So basically, he's willing to dump everything.
1: Yeah, to- so there's there's no reason even to make this move right now. I, I can hold on to Sean Watson and, and let his value increase as he continues to improve and put up top 10 uh, quarterback weeks like I told you he would um, as he's done the last two weeks that he's played so I, I wouldn't sell short on him right now. I'll hold on to him, let his value increase. There's going to be another Puka next year. I know Puka is a fun name to say, and it's a fun story, but there's definitely going to be another Puka next year that if you really wanted to, you could make the deal at that time.
0: And here's the thing. It feels like, and this is a new attack, Joseph, but it feels like he has already penciled in the names he's drafting on his team. Mm-hmm. right? And he's making preliminary moves He's already locked Caleb Williams into 101. So he's willing to just gut his QB room right now. And we talked about Josh Dobbs in the Discord. You never know. The dude may earn a starting job next year. Sure. To the point. And so to just dump him for nothing and dump a good receiver, I get it. Deontay Johnson's probably just a top 24 receiver, top 30 receiver. Like he's probably never going to hit wide receiver one numbers again. But to dump all of this for Puka, I think, does two things. One, it's you're giving more value than you're getting back, right? Yep. But B, you're pigeonholing yourself into, now I have to take Caleb Williams. Right. What if he goes to the Patriots next year and you're going, damn, I really wish I could get Marvin Harrison Jr. on Arizona with Kyler. And now you're stuck because the 101 isn't worth what it was because you already committed to a build. So I'm going, man, give me... Let me keep Deshaun and Dobbs and Deontay Johnson. Can you get? For sure. Can you get an insulated piece with Dobbs and Deontay? I could do that, or Dobbs and Deshaun. But I'm I'm not just giving it all away for a receiver because my receivers are weak. You know, it's too early to do that.
2: Right, Kevin. Thanks for the super chat, man. Appreciate it. Twelve team super flex start eleven. Definitely missing the playoffs. Stroud, Watson, Bijan, HN, Javante Williams, ETN, Higgins, Nico Collins, D-Hop, and Joku. Uh, TB League, Toilet Bowl League, 324 first. One in the Toilet Bowl, two others maybe. Sell one or two running backs for wide receiver upgrade. Want to pick, want to pick QB wide receiver? I don't know what that last sentence is. It's code. Um, So I'm not going to (laughs) explain it to you. It's a little code between
1: me and Kevin there. Um, But I, yes, yes, yes. I I'd see what running backs would be for sale right now. There'd be Bijan, a chain, Javante, Etienne, and um, you didn't name any other running backs. So that's why I'm going to stop naming them. Absolutely. Every one of those dudes would be on sale to upgrade at wide receiver. Um, a couple of them, Bijan and A-Chain, you should be able to get a top-tier wide receiver without adding anything to. Um, but if you want to get fun, you could do something like Higgins and, and Javante Williams for an upgrade for a Michael Pittman and a, a pick. Something like that. Um, I don't know why I'm so horny about Michael Pittman. Day, but apparently it's Michael <laughs> Pittman day for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm selling all of those wide re- all those running
2: backs if I can. I
1: want to pick I'm, for I QB a, wide receiver? I'm still going to try to figure that out. Hold
2: Scott, on. you go ahead. I have a different thought on this uh, on this I roster.
0: I wonder if he means want top pick for QB or wide receiver. Meaning people only want his top picks for QBs or wide receivers is how I would read it. But even if we're wrong, no. I I'm shocked that a rebuilding team that well maybe not rebuilding top but a pick. team that top pick. yeah. May, a team that he says is not making the playoffs has th- th- all those running backs on it. I mean, you don't find yeah. a lot of teams that have CJ Stroud. No. Uh, Jet Travis, ETN, Nico I mean, he's got a lot of guys that have produced H-
2: Hn big, for a big, couple of big games but... this year.
0: Now. Okay. So I would say this, you're, you're sitting on, I mean, here's where you don't get greedy. Here's where, if you can get a couple deals done, that get you towards the way you want to be built next year. Don't get greedy. You do not want to go into next year with all four of those running backs because you quote unquote couldn't get what keep trade cut told you you should get. Take a deal or two. Like do any, do either of you want to go into next year with those four running backs on your roster?
2: No, but I'll tell you what is this team? Like you were saying, ringing off those names, being like, man, like we got some pieces here. I'm not like hammering this thing too much or rebuilding it too much. I I like the, it's close it's close. So it would be like a couple strategic trades, but I'm not really, I'm not really making a lot of changes to this roster.
0: And to be fair, he's probably got like three or four of the seven or eight running backs. You can actually see surviving into next year too. So it's not like I'm in a rush to just dump them. But I, my point was don't get greedy in terms of what you're willing to give and be flexible on which one you give. Because it's possible yeah. someone wants ETN, they don't want A-chain. They want A-chain, they don't want Bijan. And it comes with the associated price that they're willing willing to pay. But you got to put them all out there. I'm, I'm yeah. fine trading one or two of them, no matter what.
2: Yeah. And those, those toilet bowl firsts are tough. They're, they're very tough. Like you have to make it clear, like to the person you're talking to about a pick, like, Hey, I see this as being like the second place finisher in the toilet bowl. So this is the one Oh two. You have to agree on that. Gets very, very quirky. Okay. Alec Cruz. Thank you very much for the super chat. Superflex 12 teams, start 11 half PPR, not in the playoffs, but young, good team. Traded Waddle, a late 24 first, a mid 25 second for Alave, London, an early 26 first, and early 25 second. Thoughts? So Waddle for Alave, that's a win.
1: London for a late 24 first, I'll say that's a win. And then you got a 26 first and an early 25 second back for a 25 second. You won. Okay. I go with you,
0: <laughs> Yeah, e- Even if the late first is neutral on London, you still won. It, it, every side was neutral at oh. best for the other team, and you got yeah. a 26 first in an early 25 second for a mid-25 second.
2: Yeah. So, and, yeah, that, That's a good sorry. deal. There was a second part here, too. The 25 second is almost guaranteed 201, 202. Also traded Jacobs to an all-in old team for a 26 first. Thoughts on that? job Perfect. went down for me yeah that's that's exactly the move
0: just yeah. a tip for everybody if you can land a running back like jacobs on a team two years out preferably i'd take 25 over 26 obviously but the idea being if they're already like i mean what does that team usually look like shane you go to get their 24 first and they've already traded it that's
1: so ridiculous. they're
0: <laughs> all in and they're going i got this 25 first what's the best i can get with it okay josh jacobs cool and then Josh Jacobs may survive until then and help the team mm-hmm. until 2025. But if he doesn't, that's how that pick turns into, you know, 103 I in, had, in two years,
1: so, and you're in really good shape. I have a sad story to share. Someone tried to send me Christian McCaffrey today and Michael Thomas. All I had to give up was a 25 first and a 25 third. But I looked at my roster, you no know, 24 first, and I am mid to mid <laughs> to mid. Uh, so I said, can't do it. Just can't do it because wow. of that. Takes away the flexibility. It's like, great, adding Christian right. McCaffrey to the roster gets me these two more wins, and I sneak into the playoffs as a sixth seed if I'm lucky. And then next year, I'm like, does anybody want to trade Christian Christian <laughs> McCaffrey? I'll take a 25 first.
2: Yeah. Let's go to John Stamos. John Stamos is in the house. Needs an avatar, though, right? Why would he hide that face? He's too good looking. Too yeah, good looking. The avatar would
1: just, Yeah, the avatar would make us all get the vapors and fall out
2: good stuff so 12 team john stamos plays in a one qb 12 team one qb start eight full ppr fringe playoff team no picks besides a playoff 24 have jt on bye. should i trade a late 24 first for montgomery or stay pat and start ty chandler this is like would i pay for sex or just have sex with my oh sorry Team, (laughs) here we go. Team is Burrow, JT, ETN, AJ Brown, CD, AJ Brown again, Garrett Wilson, Godwin, Christian Watson, and Mandrews. Look, when you have multiple
1: AJ Browns, everything's in good. So what I was going to (laughs) say before Clay cut me off, this is like deciding, do I have sex with my wife or do I go pay for the sex? Now you pay for the sex. It could be exciting um, or you could get cut. It's risky. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you're giving up value to do so. Just start Ty Chandler. You don't have to give up a first to do that for David Montgomery. So I'm going to say you hold, and uh, we'll start Ty Chandler this week because Alexander Madison has a concussion. Okay. I, Kenny Pickett was the only person that started a game after a concussion uh, the next week in like two years somehow he's done that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. No thoughts there, Scott, and you just wanted to give us the Seabiscuit uh, huff and puff into the mic? Okay.
0: <laughs> Shane said exactly what I was going to say is you already have yeah. a loaded team. Your winner lost this week. Almost assuredly, it's not going to come down to the difference between David Montgomery and Ty Chandler. So don't not waste right. a first for a one week running back play.
2: That's a perfect question, though, because you see those moves all the time. OK, if day 17, thank you for the super chat. We just have a couple more here and then we are going to uh, call it a night. 12 team super flex start 12 PPR 1.75 tight end premium. Someone just offered me Derek Henry and QJ for Devontae Adams and Purdy. Psychological question. Why are people the way they are? Well,
1: so I, I feel like I'm best equipped to handle this, right? You are. I'm a parent, I manage people. I hate people. Um, generally, most people, and this is a scientific fact, studies show that 80 to 85% of the people that you speak to on a daily basis are raging idiots. Um, so there's that, right? But there's also the just. Well, I'll just see what happens. Maybe he'll be a dipshit and he'll accept it, or she'll accept it. Because and then the bad thing is that some people have actually accepted trades like this. You know what I mean? And and they'll they'll mm-hmm. they'll pull it out of the DLF trade finder and go, "Look, I found this exact trade six months ago that that Johnny B. Bad made." And you're like, "I don't care if he made that trade. I'm not making it." But mostly, people are just. Not that bright and bright. and and they're inconsiderate, they don't think of others.
2: They're inconsiderate, they are inc- you call them you know dumb, that and you're like, and you're also inconsiderate.
1: That's that's what it is. It's an inconsiderate trade offer. I might have been doing something like driving, and I had to take my eyes off the road to look at that trade offer.
2: Yeah, and you need to do another uh trash trade offer video. You're you're yeah, sure. yes, Lieutenant Apple. Thank you for the super chat. One of two, 10 team start nine, super flex, PPR rebuilt. T Law Fields, Levis, Brees Hall, HN, Hunt, acres I guess DJ Moore, Devontae Adams, Marquise Brown, Ayuk Kincaid, and Njoku. 103 is secured. A late first. What moves should I make to be competitive next year? I'm trying to move in Joku, but no one is biting and I need help. Thanks, guys. So it looks like he has a 103 secured and then has another late first, and that's his team right there. Superflex, 10-team, start nine.
0: Well, was a lot to unpack here, but the first thing I notice is it is a shallow league, 10-team, start nine. It's right. Superflex, but it's 10-team, so the quarterbacks really don't matter that much. The quarterbacks he has don't matter at all. And he's got some players on here that I don't know why he even listed them. Cam Akers, what's he doing on Stunny. your roster? David Njoku trying to move him in a format where he's absolutely useless. The guy I'd try to move, honestly, is Dalton Kincaid because that's probably the one somebody might bite on. And you can still get by with just spraying and praying with David Njoku and another equivalent tight end. So it's really just a bet about Dalton Kincaid being a positional difference maker going forward. And it's a team where, I mean, look at the receivers, right? DJ Moore, Devontae Adams, Marquise Brown, Brandon Ayuk—like We kind of know what we got with that receiver room. You know, We know what we have probably with the QB room. And it's probably not all that pretty. So he does have the picks. But, I mean, I'll just say everything's on the table here. Not just David and Joku. I'm willing to kind of listen to any offer that kind of reboots this team. Because it feels like it would be different if you had a bunch of young pieces that haven't hit yet. Kind of feels like a roster that, doesn't this look like a team, Clay, that like tried to win this year if everything went right, and then it didn't, and now it's... For sure. I'm not really rebuilding, but I've been forced to because my team's in eighth place, and it's just not working. That probably feels like what Definitely. this mostly is versus what the intent was.
2: And this would have to be a very specific manager and specific scenario, but like Devontae Adams and Kincaid, can I get freaking Jamar Chase or, or somebody up there? You know, just get a young wide receiver and then you have that one oh three and another first that's what i would be looking to do just like a younger younger retool and i agree capitalizing on Kincaid's value yep all right cool let's go to the uh let's go to this last one here from bellow john thank you very much sir Ten Bello t- means
1: pretty by it the way.
2: does it does uh nice 10 team start nine half PPR Lamar D watt uh DJ who would DJ be here? Uh more no it's too early. We're still probably running Daniel back. Jones. Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Lamar. We've we've
0: already eliminated him from our minds. So when people yeah. list him, you're going, who? Yeah.
2: I don't I don't know her. Yeah. 10 teams start nine, half PPR. Lamar, Deshaun Watson, Danny Dimes, Bijan, Brees Hall, Gibbs, Mostert, Alave, Kirk, Cooper, Godwin, Addison, JSN at wide receiver. Five and five says trade Addison for Howell and Algier. Oh, wow. Shane has shaken his head no less than 43 times. So we'll start but, with you. What? Why? But why? <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean, is this like- even super flex? It is super flex. Start I, nine. I didn't see super uh, flex in there. I'm gonna I'm assuming yeah, but if he's naming flex, three He's got yeah, he's got 86 quarterbacks. Dude, you already got Lamar and Deshaun Watson. I I would say sure, trade for Hal and then see what you could flip him for. But then I think I have a feeling that you're gonna try to trade him and you're the best you're gonna get back is Addison. And I, I, I'm okay with not doing a full 360 for no reason. So I'll just I'll just hold on to Addison here. Um, and, and hard pass on Samuel Howell and, uh, Tyler Algier.
2: Is this buying too much insurance, Scott? Like you like to say where you're over-insuring you've got Lamar and Deshaun Watson, and here he is looking to acquire Sam Howell as well.
0: Okay. Well, let's play a little devil's advocate. We need to know, does he have a trade deadline? If the answer is yes, you might have to think about it. Lamar Jackson hasn't finished a season in four years. Deshaun Watson's already had numerous injuries. Lamar hasn't had his buy yet. So I can see where he's a little queasy at QB.
2: Yep.
0: And if you say my trade deadline is Thanksgiving Day, I'm not opposed to buying a third QB. I just don't want to use Jordan Addison to do it. If I'm buying insurance, why am I buying, why am I paying as much for my insurance as my business is worth? Yep. Go to the cheap end. Buy a cheap QB three. Who can you get? Exactly. Who can we give up on the roster that we can? Can we give Raheem Mostert for a QB? A shitty one, just one in case I have to play them. I can play him, Desmond Ritter. You know what I mean? Like that, (laughs) sure. But that's the level of that's the level of insurance I want. I don't. What I don't want to do is buy Sam Howe because then I'm going to go, man. Shane, I should probably just start Sam Howell or Sean Watson this week, right? Then what's the point of having Deshaun Watson, you know? So do, right. don't, don't overpay for the insurance until you need it. And if you want to buy it, buy it on the cheap.
2: Love it guys. That is it. That is it for the evening. It is uh, it is 10 Oh three. We did pretty, pretty well okay. there. Thanks so much to the 387 eyeballs in here. Hit that like, please. If you'd be so kind, easiest way to help out the channel. Hopefully you enjoyed that roster review. Thanks again to uh, to Uncle Rico. And if you want information on roster reviews, email roster review at five dot com, or go to dynastytradesandfive dot com slash roster review. We have a peer to peer review that you can sign up for. They are subs, friends, studs of ours who uh, who will do your review for you. There's the live one with Shane and Scott, and then the Heisman one which you saw tonight. So. Thanks again. We will uh, we will see you soon. Would you like to say bye to the crowd, guys? <laughs> there we go. Bye. Those are not. All right, I'm gonna end this stream. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye.